I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. Unrivaled, rolling along here, just about 30 minutes away from uh, David Locke, voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us. I've got questions for uh, for David when it comes to all sorts of things. Last night's uh, head-scratching loss and uh, lineup issues, of course, with the Jazz as they are facing uh, a lot of question marks, but still right there in the dadgum playoff hunt. So there you go. Uh, that's going to be Locke joining us in just about 30 minutes, just under 30 minutes. He'll be right here with us. Uh, Ask Scott Anything brought to you by the folks at Mountain Land Supply. Locations throughout Utah for your HVAC, plumbing, waterworks, geotextiles, landscaping, and agricultural irrigation needs. If it's irrigating that you need, mountainlandsupply.com. That's mountainlandsupply.com. Scott, can I ask you anything here, buddy? Can I just start throwing the questions out there, and then you'll uh, you'll start answering? Is that what goes on with this? Yeah, bring okay. it on. I'm All ready. right. Let me ask you first about Dalton Kincaid. He's uh, he's just firing up those draft boards, right? Mm-hmm. Could be tight end number one, according to a lot of experts. Not going to participate in the combine workouts, of course. He's not 100 percent still. Um, what what is the balance there? Because there are some guys who. If you shoot up the draft boards and you're injured and you're not going to participate physically, there's no point in participating in the draft, right? Like, go there, do your interviews, impress the GMs with their with your character, right? Isn't that what we're looking at? Well, here here's the pro- here's the problem with the combine uh, that you don't control any of the narrative. Uh, you don't control if you're a tight end. You don't control what quarterback throws to you. You've never worked with the guy, so you're not really going to get the the best. You're already kind of on a back foot. There. Look, yeah, and then and you're in an unusual environment, just under normal normal circumstances. So if you're 
you're a person like Dalton Kincaid. What you want to show at the combine is physical ability, like natural, you know, ability and strength. But again, it's it's also, you know, you look at Dalton and he and he played into December last year, and he was injured, so he's got to get time to get recovered. He's got to get time to then prepare for all of the draft metrics. And all an NFL team wants is they want to see you physically and see what you look like. And you, you can do that on your pro day, but your pro day you control. You control the environment. You control who throws to you. You're in a you're in a, a comfortable and you know place. You're in a place that um, you know feels like home. And if you're Dalton Kincaid and you've you've had to get healthy and then get ready, you're behind everyone else at least for the combine. So going to the pro day and really shooting for the pro day is really the best thing. Getting all the medical stuff out of the way, because if you don't if you don't get the medical stuff out of the way, it means that 32 teams have to come and meet you individually or fly you to their doctors, and you have to do it 32 different times. But when you go to the combine, you do it once. You know, so all the examinations, all the orifices that they they poke and prod in, uh, you, it's just a one it's a one and done deal, and it's it's humiliating, it's life changing. But it's 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 it, you just do it once, and and so that's the good thing, you know. They're, they're you know the going and and uh, and talking and interviewing with teams and having you know discussions. That's all good, but all the rest of it is, is not is not necessary. And a lot of teams these days, they don't even look at like they have a different metrics physically on how they measure players. Can you get from point A to point B? Are you football fast? Are you football smart? Are you football instinctive? And they and they have you know the the Rams have been one of the teams that have explored looking at at how you evaluate players in a different way because because the combine is not a really great place to go and evaluate what you know what looks good and what doesn't. Huh. I, if you're him and you're just seeing your name going up those uh, draft boards, then you just go. And you're not doing anything? Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to stay doing <laughs> this thing. Why would I do something to change their mind? But why – let me ask you, because, we, I mean, Dalton Kincaid, to go from being like a guy that everybody knew was a really, really, really good tight end, but kind of being second fill a little bit to Brant Keithy, right, while Brant Keithy was healthy. Yes. That's what it felt like, right? Am I yeah. misreading that? They're, they're a little bit different player, you know. And, and so who matches up more? Like if Brant – I mean, Brant Keithy's obviously coming back for this – for this season, but I, I think people looked at Brant Keithy as more being like a guy who would be, and maybe he will be next year, a tight end one in the draft. It's very possible. It's, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he comes back from his injury. Is he faster? Is he, you know, it was, it was like Britton Covey. You know, Britton Covey, when he came back from an injury and he'd been on a mission, it was like the the explosion wasn't there. And he kind of hobbled through a year. And then that neck, that last year, it was like, there's Britton Covey's uh, burst. Uh, you know, that came back. And so uh, Keithy's got a burst. I mean, Keithy's a guy that, you know, and he's a hybrid guy. He's a guy that's, you know, he's so he's a guy that can get you get mismatches with. And that's what Kincaid is. They're both players that create mismatches for defenses. And quite frankly, that's why Gronkowski was so good, that he just was a mismatch for people. When you have that, then you, you have a special talent, you know. And, and both of these guys, I think, have shown that ability to, you know, to to play – downfield to make catches to create mismatches and that's the, the name of the game in the nfl is where's the mismatch 
Uh, let me ask you about something else here. This is Joe Douglas, the GM of your New York Jets. And I think this is, I mean, this is kind of a rinse and repeat comment that we've heard. But every quarterback conversation in this upcoming draft, any, like, storyline has a picture of Robert Sala and what are the teams going to do next with their quarterbacks? Obviously, there's an issue there. and They're trying to figure it out. But here's what Joe Douglas had to say yesterday about uh, Zach Wilson and him being a future quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah, I know in, in talking with uh, Nathaniel and Todd and, and our staff, um, they're so excited to, to get – get with Zach and start working I know they've had some some positive discussions but again our stance on Zach hasn't changed you know we feel like Zach has a has a very high ceiling um, obviously the, the first two years haven't played out the way that anybody's hoped but we still feel like there's a, there's a very high ceiling with Zach and you know in my time in the league I found that when players love this game and when players work their tails off they usually hit their ceiling and so feel like Zach has those definitely has those traits so uh still feels strong that zach strongly that zach's gonna be able to hit his ceiling uh can you translate that for me scott well there's a couple of things that i think are interesting with the whole zach wilson thing first of all they he joe douglas is mentioning new people right so if you if you're a coach and you're feeling really confident in your offensive coordinator and you're not going to fire him so so was it really all Zach Wilson? And was it a good match for Zach Wilson? I don't know. I just I've I've, I've it's it's a sign that, that that they're kind of without saying anything, you know, there was a lot more going on here that we just didn't air publicly. We just didn't say look, offensive coordinator was inept, wasn't doing a good job, wasn't able to to get the best out of the players. And guess what? He's gone. Uh Zach Wilson makes a comment and and it wasn't in this interview, but uh, as I was reading through this, this comment really kind of bothers me. And I and I couldn't couldn't put my finger on it, but it was Zach Wilson saying um, that uh, he said he's uh, ready to make life a living hell for whichever veteran comes in. Yeah, meaning, what, is it, meaning, what did that mean? What was that him well, trying to well, say? Like, that's what I mean. That, that like, he's going to run him down? Like he's going to steal his spot well, kind of a deal? or You know, that whole idea of like, or is he going to play practical jokes on him? Like, like what is... Like, if, uh, if, let's say Aaron Rodgers came in. Let's say Aaron Rodgers came in. It's a freaking dream for New York Jets fans. He comes in and you made that comment and you're Zach Wilson, who, by the way, from what we've been told and kind of seen... They have kind of a nice little relationship, right? Like Aaron yeah. sort of gave him some pieces of advice and whatever, and uh, they've been cordial to one another in an inside and outside of the media. But in the end, what would that? What good would that do? Because the reality is, is I would love to learn anything I can from a dude like Aaron Rodgers, and I will soak everything up, and I will be, and I will try to be as good as I can so that I could be the next Aaron Rodgers. That's what you say, right? And I, I'm not going to make a, I'm going to make a living hell out of it. Or right, uh, I, I guess for, well, day. for me, I'm just trying to figure out why don't you have or why didn't you have this in uh, this I guess killer attitude uh, when you were the starter, when you had the opportunity, when it was right in front of your face, and there wasn't. And it's like why why are you now going after and attacking another person? Uh, it feels like shouldn't you look within yourself and say, 
um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I think that's what he's trying to say. And I don't want to read too much into this comment. It's just a comment from the very moment that he said it. And I, you know, I heard it at the beginning. It's like, what, what are you trying to say here? I don't understand. It's like, you're more focused on that. Someone's come in here to take your job and you're mad about that as opposed to, I got to get myself in a position where I can perform at my highest level on the field. I'm not here to worry about anyone else or anything else. I've got to take care of my own business, my own mechanics, my own fundamental um, ability to do my job. And that's that's where you need to spend all your time, not going after some other person that they they brought into. It just it sounds catty and petty and and uh, like you're not really focused on what you really need to be focused on. Now, all of that being said, Joe Douglas goes. I don't want to look bad. I drafted the kid. We've spoken very highly. We were giddy about Zach Wilson. And, and you know, for whatever reason, you know, we we got to try to make this look good and work out. Nathaniel, Hack- Nathaniel Hackett's really looking forward to, to uh, you know, solving this puzzle. The Joe Douglas has made a lot of good picks. Sauce Gardner, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Garrett. Garrett Wilson. Garrett yeah. Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, the – the running back, Brees yeah. Hall, the offensive lineman who's injured. I mean, they've made some really good picks. Quarterback's hard, and it's hard to get it right. And I'm sure they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look dumb. And, yes, Zach Wilson clearly has some talent. It's just figuring out, getting it, getting him out of his own way. And I think part of that is quit attacking other players and focus on your own ability and getting yourself right. Uh, then, you know, figuring out how to get that out of Zach Wilson. And we'll see if they do. I mean, what they've done with him, clearly, I don't think has worked. Uh, and maybe Zach's kind of immature. I don't know. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll have more to chat about, including around the corner. We've got uh, well, a couple things to dive into when it comes to a topic that is sensitive, I know, for David Locke. Uh, and we'll ask David Locke about this as well because the load management issue has come up again in the NBA. And Charles Barkley, everybody's favorite uh, mouthpiece for the league, official or unofficial or otherwise, has opened that mouth and he said something about uh, about load management, what it should look like in the future, and uh, if it has a place. Uh, we will come back. And when we do, we'll have that discussion. Stay with us, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another... Pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.